in our days. Hallelujah. Oh, are you in church? So, it is very, very important that as a church, we give attention to eschatology. Hallelujah. There are so many reasons why people don't study eschatology. And the reason why the teaching of eschatology today is not allowed in the church is because, one, people don't have the right knowledge. Number two, it's also because there is all kinds of false teachings about eschatology. Number three, also because some eschatological prophets have moved to predicting and they predict that I mean, Jesus will come this particular year, they will come that particular year. And ladies and gentlemen, the truth of the matter is that most of them were not wrong, but when it comes to the timing of God, because we are under the dispensation of grace, God decides sometimes to shift the days forward. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here? He decides sometimes to shift the days forward, to, see, to, to shift the years ahead, so that he can give us a period of grace to amend our ways. I pray for you that this year you will amend your ways. Amen. So understand that in the study of eschatology, Israel is the time clock of God. Israel is the time clock of God. Hallelujah. Well, let me diverse and say that very soon we have started wearing our nose masks. Amen. Because our president has given an order and as law-abiding citizens, we have to remember that this place is not for us. Amen. So if they come and they close down the place, it will affect the man also. Hallelujah. So we have started putting on our nose mask. So make sure that when you are coming to church, you come with your nose mask. Somebody shout glory. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Genesis 12 verse 1. If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say help me, Jesus. Today, oh, all right. Who is reading for me? Genesis 12, verse 1. Genesis, Genesis 12, verse 1. Go ahead. Now the, Lord, now the Lord had said unto Abraham. So the Lord has said to Abraham. Get uh, thee out of thy country. Get thee out of your country. And from thy kindred. And from thy kindred. And from thy father's house. To the, from thy father's house. Go unto ahead. a land that I will show thee. Go ahead. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, bless thee. And, make, and make thy name great. Make your name great. Go and ahead. thou shalt be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will bless thee. I will bless them that bless thee. Go ahead. And curse him that curseth thee. All right, go to verse 2 again. Read verse 2 once again. Are you, are you in church? How many of you have Bibles in this house? Let me see your Bible. Lift up your Bible. Let me see. Please. It's an error. You can't be a church worker. Read it. Where's your Bible? You went to work and so what? Please, you can't be a church worker. You don't come to church with your Bible. Are you here with me? This year, we are not joking in this house. Yes. Amen. Amen. So please make sure you get a hard copy Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Go ahead. And I will make thee a great nation. And I'll make thee a great nation. I'll make thee a great nation. nation. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the promise that God gave to Abraham. And this was the promise about the coming of Israel. Now, Genesis 15, verse 18. Genesis 15, verse 18. We are going to read a lot of scriptures. In fact, this topic is a whole lot, but I pray that we'll be able to finish. Not today, anyway. Genesis 15, verse 18. Genesis 15, verse 18. Uh -huh. And the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Genesis 15, verse 18. Uh -huh. And the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river 
the river Euphrates. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. Isaiah 9 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 8. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. Isaiah 9 verse 8. Are you there? Isaiah 9 verse 8. Go ahead. The Lord said, the Lord said to, the Lord said a word unto Jacob. The Lord sent a word unto, unto Jacob. Jacob. Go ahead. And it had lightened up Israel. Now, this word has lightened unto Israel. Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. The, words, the Lord sent a word unto one man, Jacob, but that word has manifested into a nation. Amen. Amen. Now, understand that after the, man, the fall of man, God has put in the, the whole earth into a reset setting. Now, so this whole world is going through a period of restoration. Because the processes, the, the, the programmings of God have been tempered with by sin. So right from Genesis chapter 3, that is after the fall of man, I mean throughout the Old Testament to the coming of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, God was on a restoration program. Now God was, had an agenda and his agenda was to restore man to his original state that is where man and God will have fellowship in the garden of Eden where there is no sin, there is no obstruction whatsoever. Why? Because man in actuality was made to be a house for God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Now, in as much as sin has entered the world, God had a plan. And his plan was that he would choose a people, he would single them out, he will make them unique. They will be his people. He will be their God. They will be his nation. He will be their king. He will be their judge. He will be their lawgiver. And God had an intention that he will single this nation out. And then he will make them, uh, he will give them laws. Of, uh, he will give them laws. He will give them rules and regulations. And so that there will not be a people that are, let me say, socialized by the systems of this world, but there will be a people that are separated unto God so that their mindset is about God, their way of life is about God, their language is about God, and then through them, God will establish his kingdom here on earth as he decided to do with Adam before the fall of man. Are you following? Yes. So God called Abraham, and then he chose Abraham, to be a father of this movement. Now, out of Abraham, we have Isaac, who is the seed or the child of promise. Out of Isaac, we have what? Jacob. And out of Jacob, we have the 12 tribes of Israel because Jacob had 12 sons. Are here with me? And one daughter. Now, all the sons, which are the 12, they represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And so by that, God decided to form a nation unto himself. Somebody shout glory. glory. Now understand that just as God chose Israel as his purpose or um, let me say as the ideal people for the manifestation of his, this great agenda in these last days. Understand that, uh, let me say, in these last days and in the programmings of God, you cannot take Israel out of God's agenda. Because they started it and so if the ends of the age are coming, we have to be particular with all the dealings that goes on in and around Israel. Somebody shout glory. So God chose Israel and uh, he started this movement. 
He made a covenant with their fathers. He showed them ways of life. He gave them laws. He shows them how they are supposed to live their life. As a matter of fact, God wanted them to be a peculiar treasure unto himself. And so, no, uh, Israel did not have a king like the others. Israel, their way of life was different from the others. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So, God made a covenant with Abraham. And ladies and gentlemen, this covenant is the world's number one dispute today. This, this covenant God made with Abraham is the world's number one dispute today. Now, understand that after God formed Israel, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph was sold into slavery. Are you following? Understand that the study of eschatology comes with about three or four presentations. We have historical presentation, we have theological presentation, we have prophetic inter uh, presentation. Now, this study is more historical. Are you here with me? Follow me. Are you here? All right. So, they went into Egypt through Joseph. Now, whilst they were in Egypt, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us that another Pharaoh came who did not know Joseph, who refused to acknowledge the history of Joseph, the impact Joseph had in, in, uh, in Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. He refused to acknowledge it. And the Bible says that through that, they started, I mean, they started doing so many evil things to the people of Israel. And so they ended up in slavery. Hallelujah. Amen. And they were in slavery for 400 years, 430 years, and God sent Moses to deliver them. Hallelujah. Amen. Now understand that Joshua, Moses delivered the people, but Moses could not take them to the promised land. Now Joshua takes the people to the promised land around 1400 B.C. Around 1400 B.C. BC. That was when they were able to enter the promised land. Now right from that time, the kingdom of Israel started getting established. Where, uh, whereby God appointed judges unto them, I mean, who ruled over them. Now a time came when they said that we don't want judges again. We want to have kings like the other nations have kings. And that was the beginning of the downfall of the nation of Israel. Mm. Why? Because that is not their destiny. Okay. That was not their destiny. That was not how they are supposed to live their life. But they said to Samuel, who is the largest, that enough of this system. We are tired of this system. Why can't we run a system like the way the world is running their own system? So they cried unto Samuel and said, give us a king to rule over us. God is our king. We cannot see him. God is our king. We, we receive instruction from him, but we want a physical king like a human being. And so Samuel went to God and spoke to God that, God, this is what your children are saying. And Samuel said, God said to Samuel, Samuel, take hold your peace. They have not just rejected you, but they have rejected me. The day the people of Israel rejected God, that was the day Israel entered into apostasy. Somebody shall glory. Glory. So from that time, Saul became the first king. And when Saul became the first king, Ladies and gentlemen, Saul disobeyed God. He was rejected and God, out of his sovereignty, gave them David. Say David. David. So when David took over, David became the king of Israel. And ladies and gentlemen, David was a unique king. Why? Because he was appointed by God himself. Hallelujah. Amen. Now when David took over, 
God made a promise unto David. And the promise God gave unto David was that he will establish his throne forever. And that was a typology of the coming Messiah. He will establish his throne forever. And by so doing, God promised him that, listen, there is no way that your son will not occupy the throne. I will ensure that your son will occupy the throne. Now let's go to 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 5. Are you following tonight? Yes. Somebody shall glory. glory. Now if you get all these things and you follow these things, you understand the Bible very well. Hallelujah. Go ahead. 1 Kings chapter 9. Verse 5. Uh -huh. Verse 5. Go ahead. Then I will establish thy throne of thy kingdom upon Israel from forever. He said, I will establish your throne upon Israel forever. Now, this is God speaking to Solomon. Go ahead. As I have promised to David, thy father. He said that this is a promise that I made to David, your father. Uh -huh. Saying, that shall not fail, that shall not fail thee uh -huh. a man unto thy throne of Israel. He said that there is not, it's not going to happen that there will not be a man of your seed that will sit on the throne of Israel. So we see God making this promise to David. Now King David, when he took over, he moved Israel's capital from Hebron to Jerusalem. He moved the capital of Israel from Hebron to Jerusalem. And at that time, it was also known as the city of David. How many of you have seen the city of David in the Bible? That is also Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. And it was David that built that city. Amen. Now, when Solomon took over, before David would die, he desired to build God a temple in Jerusalem. But God spoke to him and said, my son, I am pleased by your decision. And God gave him so many promises, um, telling him that since he delivered his people from captivity, nobody has even desired to build him his house. They have all built their own houses, and he, God, is dwelling among tents. And yet, it pleased him so much, but David, you are not the one appointed to do so. Your son Solomon will do so. So Solomon built the first temple in 968 B.C. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, after Solomon's reign, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most unfortunate things happened in Israel. One of the most unfortunate things happened in Israel. Understand that Israel is the watch clock of God. Somebody say Israel. Israel. Is the watch clock of God. Is the watch clock of so God. So God's agenda unveils by their way of life. By their way of life that determines the next agenda of God. Am I talking to somebody here? Yes. So just as they said, we don't want any king again, God said, okay, he shifted his agenda. Hallelujah. Amen. He shifted the agenda and then they, he allowed them to have king. So anytime there is changes in Israel, ladies and gentlemen, God alters his plan. That is why in these last days, you cannot forgo Israel. Amen. That is why nations have risen against Israel. Israel is still standing. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So there was a great division. There was a great division. Now go to 1 Kings chapter, sorry, go to, um, help me Lord, go to 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 1 to 6. We are going to read a long passage of scripture. Now hear me, let me say this before we, we, we confirm it from the now. King Solomon had a servant called Jeroboam. Say Jeroboam. Jeroboam. Now Jeroboam was a servant to King Solomon. He was a faithful servant to King Solomon. Now, one day, King Solomon sent Jeroboam on an errand. Now, when Jeroboam was on an errand, ladies and gentlemen, he was putting on a new garment. 
and then he met a prophet by name Ahijah. Now, prophet Ahijah meets Jeroboam and he took off his garment and turned it into pieces and gave Jeroboam ten. He tore it into twelve pieces and gave Jeroboam ten of them and then he prophesied and says, Thus saith the Lord, the kingdoms shall be rent into twelve pieces and you will have rulership over ten tribes. Hallelujah. Now, so by this, by this prophecy, it foretells that the kingdom of Israel, which David built, has now been distorted. Are you following? Yes. It has been distorted. Why? Because of the lifestyle of Solomon. Now, before David died, in 1 Chronicles chapter 9, Bible says that God spoke to Solomon and said, Thou Solomon, my son, know the God of thy father and serve him with a willing heart and a with a willing mind and a perfect heart. He said, for if you serve him well, he'll be found of him. He'll be found of you. But if you reject him, he will reject you forever. Now Solomon forgot about all this counsel and ladies and gentlemen, Solomon did evil in the sight of God by going for so many women. Now First Kings chapter 11 verse 1. Are you following scripture tonight? Yes. Go ahead. So many people that think that whatever Solomon did had no implication. I am telling you, whatever Solomon did brought so many implications, so much that the kingdom that David had was torn into two. And only two, two tribes fell onto the sons of David. Where in the plan and the agenda of God, they were supposed to have rulership over all the twelve. Go ahead, read them. But King Solomon loved many strange women. So King Solomon loved many strange women. Uh -huh. Together with the daughters of Pharaoh. Go ahead. Daughter, even the daughter of Pharaoh. Who is who? Solomon will come after you. The women of the Moabites. The women of Moabites. Ammonites. Ammonites. Edomites. Edomites. Sidonians. Messenger. Go ahead. And Hittites. And Hittites. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto even the Even of the nations that the Lord has clearly said to them that, hey, you should not have anything to do with them or you should not even touch their women. Go ahead. Ye shall not go into them. Uh -huh. Neither shall they come in unto you. Go ahead. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. They will turn away your heart after their God. And you see, many people today are living like in Solomon. Mm. Go ahead. I don't have time to go there. Solomon clipped unto this, unto this in love. Uh -huh. And he had 700 wives. Go ahead. Princesses and 300 concubines. Go ahead. And his wives turned away his heart. And his wife turned away his heart. Go ahead. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. When Solomon was old, uh -huh. that his wives turned away his heart after their gods. And they turned their heart, his heart after their, their gods. gods. Go ahead. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God. And his heart was not perfect. When David, his father, has advised him that serve the Lord with, his per with a perfect heart, Solomon's heart was not perfect. Why? Because he went after women. I pray for you that nothing will become a stumbling block. Amen. Nothing will become a stumbling block to you. Amen. Listen, gentlemen. So God, when you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you will see Solomon, I mean, talking about his life. I have talked about that here before. Where he spoke about how he explored science, explored all kinds of things, and explored love with all kinds of women, and came to the conclusion that the conclusion of the matter is for us to love, to fear God, and to what? Obey his commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. Solomon came to the place of repentance. But let me tell you, church, it altered the agenda of God. Sometimes eh, your sins can be forgiven, but I'm telling you, you may not have the privileges that God has prepared for you. Mercy. Never forget this. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shall glory. 
Okay, so let's go to First Kings eleven twenty six to forty. Are you following? Are you enjoying the class? Somebody shout glory. glory. Now go ahead, go ahead. Uh -huh. And Jeroboam the son of Nebat, uh -huh. and Ephrathite of Ziradai, Ziradai, Solomon's servant, uh -huh. whose mother's name was Zeruha, uh -huh. a widow, a widow woman. Uh -huh. Even he left up, he lifted up his hands against the king. And his okay, verse twenty-seven. And this was the cause that he lifted up his hand against the king Solomon. As in the king, Solomon built Milo and repaired the breaches of the city of David, his father. You can continue, verse 28. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. He was a mighty man of valor. Go ahead. And Solomon, seeing the young man that he was industrious, uh -huh. he made him ruler over all the charges of the house of Joseph. So he made him ruler because he saw that this guy, when he looked at him, he knew that this guy carries destiny. Go ahead. And it came to pass that, and it came to pass that. At that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, when he went out to Jerusalem, go ahead. that the prophet, that the prophet Ahijah, Ahijah uh -huh. the Shilonite, Shilonite found uh -huh. him in, in the, the way, way. Uh -huh. and he had clad himself with a new garment. So Jeroboam put on a new garment. Go ahead. And 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 they too, and they too were alone in the field. So they were alone in the field. Thirty. And Ahijah bought a new garment. That was on him and rent it in 12 pieces. 31, go ahead. And, and he said, said unto Jeroboam, go ahead. take the 10 pieces. So he tore the garment from, he took off the new garment he was wearing and turned them into 12 pieces and said, take 10 pieces. Go ahead. For thou seest the Lord. He said, for thou seest the Lord. The God of Israel. The God of Israel. Behold. Behold. I will rent the kingdom out of thy hand go of ahead. Solomon. I will rent the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon. And uh -huh. will give. Ten tribes to thee. I will give ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake. But he will have one tribe for David, my father's sake. David, your, uh, my servant's sake. David, my servant's sake. That is why in life uh, you need to connect with men of covenant. Amen. Are you here with me? Amen. You need to connect with men of covenant. Amen. When you connect with a man of covenant, ladies and gentlemen, all things being equal... God will always show, find some way somehow to show you mercy. Amen. So the kingdom, in fact, 12 would have, should have gone to Jeroboam. Are you here with me? Because at that time as a servant, he was faithful. So 12 could have gone to him, but ladies and gentlemen, because of the covenant David had with God, God said, no, I'll give you 10 and I'll reserve 12. So only the, though they have rulership over one, but only one will fall onto them. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. And for Jerusalem's sake. And because of Jerusalem. Say for Jerusalem's sake. For Jerusalem's sake. Go ahead. And the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Uh -huh. Because that they have forsaken me. Because they have forsaken me. Because they have what? Forsaken me. They have forsaken me. And who led them to forsake God? Who led them to forsake God? Somebody Sol here. Solomon. Uh -huh. because of the strange women he went for. Go ahead. Go ahead. And have worshipped Ashtoreth, the uh -huh. goddess of Sidonites. So when people say that, Solomon married seven hundred, so I can marry more than one. They don't know what they are. They don't know their Bible. If you try what Solomon tried, you will die. He was sustained because of a covenant. You what covenant do you have? You what covenant do you have? Are you here with me? Go ahead, go ahead. 
Are you the there? goddess of the the goddess of the Zidonites. Uh -huh. Which verse are you? I'm at verse uh, 33. Verse 30. So yes. because they have forsaken me and have worshipped Astaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, mm -hmm. Chemos, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in my eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgment, as did David his father. So look at how he said, as did David who? His father. As did David. So just, just God spoke about the father. They have neglected his ways, but now he narrows it down to Solomon. And he said, as David, he did not do it as David his father. father. Hallelujah. Amen. How be it, I will not take, I will, how be it, I will not take whole, the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake, whom I chose because he kept my commandment and my status. Ladies and gentlemen, you will never know the kind of blessing you will activate for your generation just by pleasing God. Amen. That is why you don't have to look at anybody before you serve God. Oh. I'm not talking to somebody here. Yes. I'm telling you, you don't have to look at, you don't need to motivate anybody to serve God. Like as you are in church like this, church, there are many people who can come to church and they are not in church. Some are serving God anyhow. But let me tell you, church, it has been proven, like David said, I've been young and I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is he begging bread. I pray for you that God will give you grace, Amen. that you'll be fine pleasing in his sight. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. All right. So that was what happened. So now, when Solomon, Solomon gets, if you root down to verse 40, you understand that Solomon came to find out about the prophecy. When he got to know about the prophecy from Ahita, he decided to go after Jeroboam. The Bible said Jeroboam had to run away and hid himself in Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. So when he was in Egypt, then he got information that Solomon is dead. And now Rehoboam, his son, has, rebuilt, has resumed sin. So Jeroboam now came back. And now when he was coming, he was not coming alone. He was not a big man. There are servants under him. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jeroboam came back, and when he came back, he went to Rehoboam and said, Rehoboam, listen, your father Solomon did not spare us. We paid heavy taxes. Remember, Jeroboam was not a, a Jew. Are you here with me? Yes. He was a servant. They were in captivity, and they were paying tribute. Those days, if you're in captivity, you pay tax or tribute to them. I mean, those who are your slave masters. Are you here with me? Yeah. So they said that he has not spared us. We pay heavy duty. So, reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rehoboam went to consult the elders of the land. And the elders said, brother, what this young man is saying, when we look at the way he's energetic now, and the force that he carried, you have to listen to him. The Bible said, Rehoboam neglected the counsel of the elders and went for the counsel of young men of his age. And he asked the same question, what should we do? And the Bible said, they said to him, if your father did not spare him, tell him you are not going to spare him. As a matter of fact, you will even add more wahala to their own wahala. Amen. The Bible said, the, the people rejected, they rose up and rejected Rehoboam. And they joined forces with Jeroboam. And then they chased Rehoboam. He had to run away. Hallelujah. Amen. And they said, we don't have a portion with David again. Mm. It is interesting that always they remember David. Mm. I pray that your name will be in the book of remembrance. Amen. Now, first Kings chapter 12, verse 1 to 16. All these things I've said, you'll find them there. Let's go there. 
you are doing history, so you have to learn so that some of you, you hear some of these things, but you don't know what they are. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. First, first Kings 12, verse 1. Okay, let's go. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all, of, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebot, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of the king Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. That they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came, and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore make thou the, grie make thou the grievous service of thy father, and his heavy yoke which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart, yet three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And the king Jeroboam consulted the old man that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, how do you advise that I may answer this people? Verse 7. And they spoke unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto, his, of, unto these people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. So this was the counsel that they gave to him, the, elders, the old men gave to him. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, verse 8, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, what counsel give you that give ye that we may answer these people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter? Ten. And the young men that were grown up and with, with him spake unto him, say, unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto these people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavier, but make thou it lighter unto us, that thou shalt say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a serious matter. Very serious. And now, whereas my father did lead you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father had chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Hey. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly. So he spoke to them, Anyhow, and forsook the old man counsel that they gave him, and spoke to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, my father made your yoke heavier. Heavy, I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause, for the cause was from the Lord that he might perform his saying. So look at that. So it was orchestrated by God. Say it was orchestrated by God. It was orchestrated by so God. So that his prophet prophecy must be fulfilled. Hey, this year, something will be orchestrated for prophecy amen. to be fulfilled. Your amen is suffering from Ebola. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. With the Lord spake by Ahijah. Are you here? With the Lord spoke by Ahijah, the Silonite, unto Jeroboam, the son of Nebo. So when all Israel saw that the king came not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Look at that. Hallelujah. Amen. Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse to your tents, O Israel. Now see to thy own house, David. So Israel departed. So they were not calling Solomon, no. they were calling David. Mm. departed, so, so Israel departed unto their tent. But as for the children of Israel, we dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. So, that Israel, the nation of Israel was divided. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It was divided into two. It was divided into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Mm. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Have you heard this before? No. Have you heard this before? You have heard it before. Who else have heard this before? Receive grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, 
The northern kingdom is called Israel. The northern kingdom is called Israel. The northern kingdom is called Israel. And sometimes it is called Ephraim. With Samaria as its capital. With Samaria as its capital. Remember in John chapter 4. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. This is where this thing started. Are you here with me? The southern kingdom was known as Judah. With Jerusalem as its capital. That is why most of the time we, we call the real Jews those who are from Judah. Are you here with me? Oh, are you in church? Yes. All right. Now, so this is how the kingdom was divided. And then Jeroboam reigned over the ten tribes. He reigned over the ten tribes. That is, he reigned over the northern kingdom. And then Rehoboam reigned over the southern kingdom, which is known as Judah. Now, remember that Judah, Rehoboam, is a descendant of who? Of who? Of, of David, David or Solomon. I hear. Yes. I want to just test whether you are following. Are here with me? And David is the ideal man that God chose. So now, God traces anybody that does well. So David has now become the case study. He has now become the standard. Are you here with me? Yes. That is why even Jesus, they trace his root from David. Yes. Are you here? Yes. So in between Jesus, in between David and the coming of Jesus, everybody was given an opportunity to follow the standard of David. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. And as to whether they were able to follow or not, determine what came to happen to them. God, God allowed all these things to happen to them so that he can chastise them. And all this while, God was still in hope that his agenda to use Israel as, um, to use Israel as the nation to redeem the world to come to pass. Are you here with me? Yes. So all the things that before, are you lost? No. So all the things that before them was as to whether they were able, the kings and the people were able to follow the standards of David or not. Somebody shall glory. Glory. I hope I'm not confusing you. No. All right. So now, King Nebuchadnezzar, you see Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, and then at that time, Babylon was a superpower. Are you here with me? It was a superpower at that time. And so they had power over all the nations. They allowed them to still reign, yet they were paying tributes to them. Now it came to a time where they were supposed to pay their tribute. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was under the reign of King Jehoiakim. Now, King Jehoiakim decided that he would not pay the tribute. Or he started, he would not pay the tax. And that was how Babylon invaded Judah and carried all of them into captivity. And this was prophesied by Jeremiah the prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. So they went into captivity for how many years? How many years? If you are a student of eschatology by now, you should know. How many years? Huh? I hear somebody say something. For how many years? For 17 years. Hallelujah. Somebody shall glory. Glory. Are we, are we following the teachings at all? Yes. 
So they went into captivity for how many years? 70 years. For 70 years. Now, during this time, ladies and gentlemen, the first temple, which was built by who? Which was built by who? No, speak aloud. If you are bold, be. If you are wrong, you are wrong. You are correct, you are correct. Who was built by who? Solomon was destroyed. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Jews were now in captivity. Now, in the 68th year, Daniel discovers the prophecy written by who? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. That in the 70th year, the Israelites will come out of captivity. Now, understand that this captivity was in badges. And because of time, I may not go there. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, they were in captivity for 70 years. Daniel started fasting and praying in the 68th year because he realized that 70 years the team has manifest. And whilst he was fasting and praying for how many days? For how many days? Oh, 21 days. For 21 days. Haven't you, haven't you heard of Daniel fast? Even January, now people are doing Daniel fast. For 21 days, Daniel was seeking the face of God. And the answer was coming, and then the angel was hijacked by who? The prince of Persia. By the prince of Persia. Hallelujah. Then he has to cry, pray again, and then they have to call for reinforcement, and Michael has to come and deal with the, king of, uh, the, the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, and then the answer was released to Daniel. Now, when the angel came, he came with an answer, and the answer was another agenda of God his people has been opened. Amen. Are you here with me? Amen. That is the 70 weeks prophecy. I've talked about that here. Are you here with me? Yes. So I'm not going to that. I want us to trace history so that we know why Israel nations are against Israel today. That is where we are going. Hallelujah. Somebody shall glory. Alright. So at that time Babylon had fallen and which kingdom was in, was in power? Remember I told you there are seven kingdoms. Which kingdom was in power? The Medes and Persian. Hey, my people. The Medes and Persia was in, was in power. Now, I told you that the Medes and Persia, uh, what, 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 why do we call them Medes and Persia? Huh? They are twins. That's, put their hands together for Eric. They were three kingdoms because in their kingdom, there were two kings that were reigning. And they reigned together as twins. Hallelujah. And one of the kings was Cyrus. So Daniel, who had opportunity to relate with kings, ladies and gentlemen, went to see Cyrus and said to Cyrus, Cyrus, there is something very interesting I want to show you. And he revealed to Cyrus how God before time has orchestrated it 500 years even before Cyrus was born, that he will be the one to release his people from captivity. So when Cyrus heard this prophecy, and Daniel also told them, told him about all what happened, about all that happened, and what led to they being in exile in Babylon, he told them, he told him everything, and Cyrus was moved. Isaiah 45. Cyrus was moved, and he said, what? He was not a Jew. He said, so your God even knows about me, and mentioned my name even when I was not born. He was so touched, and so he wrote a letter. And he ordered for the release of the Jews back to Jerusalem. 
Hallelujah. Amen. To go and do what? To build their temple. To build their temple and also to go back as a national state. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So in the midst of this, the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel and Joshua to go and do what? Rebuild the temple. temple. Are you in church? Yes. My people, are you following at all? Yes. Hagar chapter 1 verse 1 to 9. Hagar chapter 1 verse 1 to 9. This is scatology is for people who are ready to study. If you, are, if you can't study, I was telling Victor, even to come and teach, so I know I have to study and my head was even aching. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Hagar 1 verse 1 to 9. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, right. came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet. Haggai, the prophet unto who? Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the son, the son of Shealtiel, uh -huh. governor of Judah, uh -huh. and to Joshua, to Joshua the son the... of Jeshib. Go ahead, Joshua, go ahead. Joshua. And the, the high priest, uh -huh. saying, uh -huh. that says the Lord of hosts, uh -huh. saying, the people say the time is not come. The time is not come. The, the time that the Lord's house should be built. So they are saying the time is not come. Then came the word of the Lord by Hagar the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your own sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now therefore, Tassia the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring it little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe, ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that he, he that handed wages, handed wages to put it into a bag with oats. That's here the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build a house. And I'll take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, say the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Go again to Hagar 2. Hagar 2 verse 3. Are you writing them down? Are you writing them down? Oh, it's a serious matter. Please, you will not get these teachings anywhere. So please write them down. Are you here with me? All right. Verse 3, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? So the Lord is asking a question. And how, does you, and how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it, of it as nothing? Yet now be, be strong, O Zerubbabel. Say the Lord and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. And be strong, all ye people of the land. Say the Lord and work, for I am with you, say the Lord of Oh, so God is giving them prophecy, just speaking to them that, hey, go and build the house. Have you seen this house? Can you compare it to as it was? And some people are saying it is not time to build the house. The Lord is saying, I tell you the time has come. Go up to the mountain. Take wood. Go back and build the house of the Lord and I will be glorified. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. And at this time, Zerubbabel received the word and he was wanting. He was wondering, how would this come to pass? We don't have money. We don't have, we don't have, we have, been, we have been in captivity. But look at what the word of God said. Are you there? Zechariah 4 verse 6. The Bible said. Then he answered and spoke unto me. Uh -huh. Saying. Say. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. This say, is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Say. Not by might. It's not going to be by might. Nor by power. Nor by power. But by my spirit. But it's going to be by my spirit. Say the Lord Say the Lord. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, that shall become a plain, and shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. All these were in line with the assignment and the task God has given to you. God has given to, God has given to, huh? God has given to, some I say Israel, some I say 
God has given to Zerubbabel and Joshua. Okay, go to Ezra. Are you following at all? Yes. All right. Ezra chapter 4. Uh, Ezra chapter 6, sorry. Ezra 6. You are there, say amen. Ezra 6 verse 4. Some of you have never read Ezra before. You don't even know where it is. <laughs> all right. Ezra chapter 6 verse 4. The Bible said, uh, sorry, 6 verse 14. The Bible said, and the elders of the Jews build it. Are you there? And they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edom. And they built it and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Dairos and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Are you here with me? Amen. So the Bible tells us the end result that they did what? They built and they prospered through the word prophesy. That is why prophecy is important. Amen. But whilst they were confused, the prophets were prophesying. God was giving direction through the prophets. And the Bible said, they prosper through the prophesy. Hallelujah. Amen. I prophesy you will prosper. Amen. That is why when we prophesy, you don't take it. Sometimes you are some way. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? Yes. So whilst they prophesied and they prospered, they, they built a house and prospered through the prophesy. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shall glory. Glory. Now, the Medes and the Persian kingdom was conquered by the Greeks. Are you here with me? They were conquered by the Greeks. And the Greeks were conquered by the Romans. So now, if I mention Romans, where are we going now? Who can tell me? Which dispensation are we entering now? Or where are we going now? Who is up here? I'll be so glad. I mentioned that if you are saying huh? the dispensation of grace, all right, some way, somehow. So that is the coming of the New Testament. So now we are coming to the New Testament. Are you here with me? That is where the kingdom, the Roman kingdom, operated. Are you here with me? So you see, we have traveled for many years. So all these things I'm saying here, there are thousands of years of history that have, have summarized like that. So now the Greeks took over. They conquered the Medes and Persians. And now the Romans also came. The Roman kingdom came and conquered the Greeks. Hallelujah. Now when they conquered the Greeks, they were in charge. They were the superpower of the world at that time. And so the Jews were under the Roman Empire. Then they appointed Herod, see Herod, Herod, to be a king over the Jews. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? As at this time, the second temple has been built. Remember, they have gone back and the second temple has been what? Has been built. The superpower of the world, the Medes and Persian, Cyrus, who gave the order, now they have been overpowered by Greeks. And that is where Antiochus, Epiphanes, and all those people come in. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And then, conquered by the Romans. So Herod was now the king over the Jews, over Israel. 
Are you here with me? They were still paying tax. At that time, they paid two types of taxes. They paid temple tax, and they paid tax to who? Who, the, who said, Mrs., put your hands together for Mrs. And they paid tax to Caesar. Why? Caesar was the emperor of the Roman Empire. Are you here with me? Israel was just a suburb of the Roman Empire. It was a suburb, a suburb country. Is it a country or a nation? Under the Roman Empire. Are you here with me? Yes. Now, they appointed kings, and King Herod was the king. That is why when they were waiting for their Messiah to come, Israel has been waiting for their Messiah to what? To come. Now, they have been waiting for the Messiah to come, but they had the wrong mindset. The wrong mindset was that they felt like just as God raised Moses to deliver, to conquer Egypt. Are you here with me? And to bring them out of slavery to the promised land. That is how the Messiah will also come. The Messiah will come like a military ruler. Because at that time, that was the ordeal of that time. Nations or empires emerge out of military power. Are you here with me? Yes. So the more powerful you are in terms of military terms the more nations you are able to conquer, the more lands you are able to what? Conquer. So they were thinking that when their Messiah comes, he will also come like one of these kingdoms. Lead them to war. Conquer the Roman kingdom and then they'll have deliverance. That is why when Jesus came and he was the Messiah, they rejected him. But they did not know at that time the timelines of God have shifted from a physical kingdom to a spiritual kingdom. Amen. Because if the timelines of God did not see from physical kingdom to spiritual kingdom, like you and I, we don't have a place in the kingdom of Amen. God now. Somebody shall glory. Glory. Are you following? Yes. So, so can somebody narrate to me all these things I have said? Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shall glory. Glory. So when Herod came, ladies and gentlemen, that is why when the wise men came to the king, Herod, and said, where is he that is born? The king of the Jews. Talk to me. King of the Jews. He was angry. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he was the king of the Jews at that time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He was the king of the Jews. So, the Bible said, he was looking for the child to kill him. Because they don't joke with prophecy. Those days, they don't joke with spiritual things. That's how can be ordered that all the children under the age of two should be what? Okay. Are you not understanding things right? Yes. Are you here with me? Yes. All right. So then, ladies and gentlemen, when King Herod was the king of the Jews, he did something that was very, very interesting. The Jews, their hope is in Jerusalem. Because they know that their Messiah will come from Jerusalem. So that is why they love Jerusalem. They love the temple. So in order for King Herod to win their heart, ladies and gentlemen, he signed contract for the expansion of the kingdom, uh, of the temple. Why? Because the second temple lacked the beauty the first temple had and the glory the first temple had. It was not beautiful like that because you cannot compare the wealth of Solomon with the wealth Cyrus gave to them to build the temple. So to win their heart, because he also knew about their history, he signed contract, gave money, and then they decorated the temple, expanded it, and then he built a wall around the temple. Are you following? Yes. All right. So now Jesus comes. And when Jesus comes, the Jews pride in, 
You know where we are going now? Yes. We are ending very soon. The Jews take pride in their temple. So Matthew 24. The disciples of which many of them were Jews. I mean, all of them were Jews, sorry. They went to Jesus. Come, 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 come to Jerusalem. Jesus went to Jerusalem. and said, look at our temple. It's not so beautiful. It's not so magnificent. They went around Jesus. And then they were waiting for a remark from Jesus. At least to tell them something good. Oh, in fact, this temple is beautiful. Then to their shock, Jesus said, I tell you, day is coming. Not even one stone of this temple will be left upon another. He said, ah, what are you saying? And then, they separated unto Jesus, unto the Mount of Olivet. And he said, tell us, when shall this be? When shall be the signs of thy coming? Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shall glory. Glory. Matthew 24, Matthew 24, verse 1. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be students of the word. Oh. Amen. Matthew 24, verse 1. Uh -huh. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Mm -hmm. and, his and his disciples came with him. Uh -huh. And disciples came with him for he showed him the building of the temple. To show him. So they came to show him. They to show him. To show it's him. Like you have brought somebody on a sketching. You want to show him that, Charlie. You, you have something. Are you here with me? So to show him uh -huh, the temple, go ahead. And he said unto them, And he said unto them, Say ye all, see ye all these things. Uh -huh. Surely I say unto you, Surely I say unto you, There shall not be left there one stone upon another. One stone upon another. That shall not be thrown that down. That shall not be thrown down. Hallelujah. Amen. So when he sat on the Mount Olives, the disciples came unto him privately. Say privately. That is why most people don't like eschatology. Let me tell you. Secrets like this are given to few. So if you are here, you should count yourself blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And they said, tell us when shall this be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Hallelujah. Amen. So this prophecy was fulfilled because the Jews rejected Jesus. For the second time, they rejected God. Mm. Just like Solomon rejected God oh. and they went into captivity. For the second time, they rejected their God. Jesus, who was their Messiah, they rejected him. That is how come this judgment came upon them. Now let's go to Luke 13, verse 34 to 35. Luke 13, 34 to 35. Jesus weeps and laments over Jerusalem. Go ahead, Luke, Luke 13, 34. Uh -huh. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Which killed the prophet. So you that kill your own prophet. And stoned them that are sent unto thee. Today, see happening in the church. Oh, today, many men of God have been sent to their generation and they are killing them. Killing them through social media, all kinds of things. He said, You that kill your prophets. Uh -huh, and you stone them that are sent to unto you. Thee. Uh -huh. How often would I would how often would I have gathered thy children together? He said, I had an agenda. I would have gathered your children together. As a hen thou gather her just as a, under her wings. Just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Wings. And who is that hen? Jesus. Who is Jesus? God. He has come down. He has been scattered for a very long time. And now grace himself has come. He came unto his own. His own received him not. 
Say, how often guarded you under my my will as a chick, as a hen guarded the chicks under her wings. Who said Bible here? Yes. But if you don't understand Bible, eh? It's a serious matter. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Behold, your house is left. Listen. You now desolate. look at the judgment. He said, Behold, your house is left desolate. That means empty. Say empty. Empty. Have you traveled before through a village and you can see that this village is very desolate? You can see some heart that have been rejected somewhere. And there is nobody in the house. Many years ago, it used to be the nicest house at that time. That was how Israel used to be. Many mm. years ago, Israel was the envy of the world. Hey, have you heard of that nation? Don't touch them. If you touch them, God will come after you. Left, he said, now your house is left what? Desolate. And verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until the time come when you shall say, oh, blessed is he come cometh in the name of the Lord. Prophesy to them. Say, you will not see me again. The time you will see me, I'm coming back. Say, oh, blessed is he come it in the name of the Lord. The Lord. Somebody shall glory. Glory. So, Jesus prophesied about that second persecution that was coming to the Jews. And this happened in AD 17. AD 17. Persecution arose against the Jews. Jews were persecuted. And the second temple that was built, which was decorated by Herod, was destroyed. Just as Jesus said, that there will be no, there will be not a stone that will be left on another. It was prophet, it came to pass in AD 17. This time, they were not captives in just one nation. But this time, the Jews have been scattered all over the world. Some were scattered to Russia. Some were scattered into Great Britain. Some were scattered into USA. So if you go to US today, there are Jews over there who trace their ancestry. Oh, some time or some months ago in last year, some Jews who could trace their ancestry came back home. There was a day they used to call it. I forgot. I'll set it and next week I'll give to you. Jews were going back in thousands in place. Back to, to Israel. These are many, many, many generations. You can trace like what they did last year in Ghana. Mm. Year of return. Year of return. Hallelujah. Amen. That's this. That's why I like you. You are current. Amen. Amen. So when there was what the, when the temple was destroyed, there was one thing left. I'm ending here. Next week we'll continue. Yes. And what was left was what? The wailing war. The war. War, Western War. They believe that the spirit and the glory of the temple is still in the wall. So they go to the wall and they wail, they cry, they cry for the temple, the destruction that came upon them. That is why the wall is called the Wailing Wall. The Wailing Wall. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I like 
study eschatology. I wish I would not close, but because of time, we have to close. So next week, we will continue from where we ended. So the second temple was destroyed and Jews went into exile for 1,878 years. 1,878 years. That is 70 AD until 1948. If you subtract 70 from 1948, you get 1,878. Somebody shout glory. Glory. What is the purpose of all this? The purpose of all this is for us to understand the times in which we are and where we stand by the agenda of God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is why most eschatological prophecies manifest in Israel. You know why? Because they were the chosen of God. God started with them. Are you here with me? Yes. And you are here in Ghana and look like nothing is happening. Mm. Today, Joe Biden mm. has been sworn in as president. Mm. And woe to that nation mm. who have rejected the man God has appointed. Mm. Rise to your feet. And all these things are happening because you don't understand the timing lines of God. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Say, Lord, give me grace. To understand the times and the seasons. Lift up your voice. Yes, we will go deeper. Lift up your voice. Oh Lord, give us grace to understand the urgency of the hour and the times. That will befall us. So we will not take these days for granted. Because just as Israel is experiencing war and chaos, the days are coming when we will experience the same. These are days of light for us while they are in darkness. Because God expects much from them. For it is written, unto him that much is given, much is required. So we, now we are receiving much. And the days of persecution are coming. Open your mouth and pray. Give me grace to stand for you, Lord. To live for you, Lord. To please you, Lord. In all my words. Somebody cry unto God. Cry unto him. Days like this, when you can come to church, you can't, you don't come. <laughs> it's just like they rejected the Messiah when they had the opportunity to embrace him. We have this opportunity today, and we are messing around. We are not concerned. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Oh, help us to understand your heartbeat, to hear your voice in the midst of the noise, to be separated unto you, Lord. That will not be lost in the process. Help us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Help us to understand 
that the rules of the game have changed and it's not business as usual it's not ministry as usual it's not serving God as usual help us Lord in Jesus name Father we thank you for this great word you have given unto us in Jesus name Amen put your hands together for Jesus take your offering ladies and gentlemen what I've said with you is deep me to hallelujah and you are blessed to have this Amen. Many men of God call me, man of God, can you share with us your notes? <laughs> because it's not easy to study. Lift up your offerings. Father, we lift up our offering. As you drop this offering, release grace. In Jesus' name. Student, you'll be like we are making noise. Are you here with me? But let me tell you the truth about eschatology is that whether you like it or not, it will be for us. Are you here with me? It's not a message that is meant to just tickle you once upon a time, but it's a message that is getting you informed about what is about to happen. May you walk in that grace. I say, walk in that grace. Your steps will not slip from the path of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, you will not be corrupted. By the doctrines of this world, you will not go after other gods, but you stay with Jesus. Remember, we are in the last days. The coming of the Lord is closer than ever before, and these are days of preparation. Please, let us get ourselves equipped through these teachings, and our lives will never be the same. God bless you. Sunday, we are here for our transformation service. It's going to be amazing in this place. God bless you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.